All right, so talking about mealworms, that's what I ate in vacation Bible school, mealworms. And, and y'all, like some of y'all said, I fed mealworms to my hedgehogs or used mealworms to catch fish. Yes, those type of mealworms, just like a regular grub. Uh, they have little uh, feet on the end of them. And, and a mealworm, you know, just little, little tangly things. And, and so uh, those mealworms, they, they, are, they live in, in uh, dirt and soil and that kind of thing. And, 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 and if you look at a mealworm, it's just not very attractive. I mean, just to look at it, you think, well, that, you know, you got on the short end of a stick on, on looks, you know, that mealworm did. Its appearance, a little bumpy, a little, little gross. I mean, it, it just, just it looks slimy, not very slimy, but just looks slimy. Um, that doesn't have a lot, of, a lot of character to it. And, and again, it spends most of its life in the dirt. In fact, the whole life of a mealworm is the dirt until something happens. You see, if I were a mealworm and all I had before me was being a mealworm, I might be depressed about being a mealworm. But I know as a mealworm, that's not the end of my story. You see, the, the, the mealworm, something miraculous happens to the mealworm and it transforms into a beetle that buzzes and flies all over the place. And the perspective of a beetle is totally different than a mealworm. A mealworm, all it can see is the dirt and the decaying wood that he finds great nourishment from. But a beetle, oh, a beetle can see a lot more. A beetle begins to soar. A mealworm is kind of like a caterpillar. And a caterpillar is, is uh, uh, you know, it, it, it lives with its uh, nose in the soil or uh, hanging out on a leaf. But if you're a caterpillar with that big brown head at the top, I mean, if you're a caterpillar, maybe you think, well, I don't like my bumps and I don't like my color and I don't like the, the squiggly. I, I've, got, I've, got, uh, I've got growth hair growth that I, where I, places I don't want it, and, and there's not hair growing where I do want it. Maybe if you're a caterpillar, you feel those type of things. I don't know. Maybe you do. Um, but, but you spend your time in the dirt, and if that was the end of the story for the caterpillar, that might be a little depressing, but that's not the end of the story for a caterpillar. See, a caterpillar turns into a butterfly. Today, we're looking at a filter and that kind of is like a caterpillar filter. Uh, see, we can look at our life through the lens of a caterpillar, and we begin to see ourselves only as a caterpillar, and there's no change for us. There's no future for us. And, and even if a butterfly were to come and tell us as a caterpillar, Mr. Caterpillar, I, I want you to have hope because you're not always going to be a caterpillar. You're not always going to look like you do. Look at me, and the butterfly spreads its wings and shows its beautiful uh, hues and, and, and colors and says, there'll be a day when you look like me, but the caterpillar stuck in a caterpillar filter cannot see the future of being a butterfly and refuses to accept it and says, I am just a caterpillar and it's never going to change. And many of us are here today and that's the kind of filter that we've used in our life. And the filters, um, as we've looked over the last several weeks, filters are what we use to, uh, to see ourselves and to see our circumstances and to view our relationships. Filters are those tools that we use to cope through circumstances that aren't always happy and, and through relationships that aren't always easy. And, and these filters that we use sometimes are good, but many times they're faulty filters that uh, come from a faulty formula. If you remember the faulty formula, uh, there is one dominating faulty formula that all of us struggle with, and that faulty formula says, I am 
Uh, what I do plus what others think or say about me equals my value or my significance. Now, we all want to experience significance. We all want to live a life of meaning and purpose. But what happens to us is when we buy into this faulty formula, we believe that we are significant based upon what we do or based upon what others say, uh, think or say about us. And it's just not true. That's, that's a lie. It's a deceit. You'll never find significance based upon what you do or what others say. And that formula leads to faulty filters. One of the faulty filters we looked at is, I am what I do. So if I reach a goal, then I'm a success. But if I don't reach a goal, I'm a failure. But I am what I do. That is a lie. You see, Jesus says, you aren't what you do. You are who I have made you to be. And Jesus gives us his righteousness so that we are perfectly pleasing and fully forgiven by God. Another faulty filter that we have is, is the, the, the filter that says, it's not I am what I do, but I am what others think or say about me. So if you think I'm a jerk, then that automatic, automatically makes me a jerk. But that's not true. I may be a jerk, but it's not because you think I am. That was kind of a joke. It really didn't get the kind of laugh I was hoping for. 930 laughed a little bit better, but hey. No, uh, when we define who we are, when we gain our identity based upon what others say about us, that means that we are pursuing, seeking significance from the approval or acceptance of others. And so when we come to the edge of a cliff and our best buddy Jimmy is standing at the edge of the cliff with us and Jimmy says, Eric, if you want to be my friend, you've got to jump off the cliff with me. And, and so we watch Jimmy jump off the cliff and sure enough, I want his acceptance so I'm going to jump off the cliff too. When we are living our life based upon the faulty filter that says, I am what others say or think about me, it leads to all kinds of crazy in our life. But it's a lie. We aren't who you think we are. We don't need the approval or acceptance of others to define who we are. We are who we are based upon the acceptance of Jesus. Jesus gives us his acceptance so that we are absolutely accepted by God when we are in connection with Christ. The third faulty filter that we looked at last week says that when I fail, I'm unworthy of love. Have you ever felt that way? Because I have failed, I am unworthy of love, and I deserve to be punished. But that's a lie. You see, the truth is that Jesus took the punishment for our sin for us. So we've all failed. Every person here has failed. And, and, and yet Jesus has come to take the punishment that we deserve upon himself. And because of Jesus, now I know that I am deeply loved by God. And I don't have to fear punishment anymore because I have the acceptance of Jesus. Well, today we're looking at another truth that helps us navigate through this faulty formula that leads to a faulty filter. And the truth is the first truth, in Christ, I am fully forgiven and perfectly pleasing to God. The second truth, in Christ, I am absolutely accepted by God. The third truth, in Christ, 
or Jesus has taken my punishment for me so that in Christ I am deeply loved by God. Today the truth is in Christ I am brand new and complete. I'm no longer a caterpillar. I'm a butterfly. Uh, as, as we look at this truth, it combats this faulty filter that we have that oozes into our soul. And that faulty filter says, I am what I am. I cannot change. I'm hopeless. Have you ever heard somebody say, well, you can't teach an old dog new tricks? That's a lie. Have you ever watched someone who behaves in a bad way? And they've behaved in a bad way for days and weeks and months. Year after year, you've watched them behave in a bad way. Decade after decade, they do the same bad stuff over and over and over again. And you excuse it. And those around you excuse it. And they say, well, that's just, that's just Bob being Bob. That's a lie. It's, it's a lie built on this faulty filter. I am what I am. I cannot change. I am hopeless. In our text today, Ephesians chapter 2, we read verses 4 through 10 earlier. In verses 1 through 3 of Ephesians 2, the Apostle Paul is describing those who are stuck in a caterpillar kind of life. He says, you, uh, you once were dead in your trespasses and sin, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, who now works among the sons of disobedience, among whom you also conduct, well, you once conducted yourself in the lust of the mind and of the flesh, and you were by nature children of wrath just as the others. He's saying you were dead. You were dead, your nose in the dirt. You were dead, you had no hope. You were dead, you had no life. Later on in Ephesians 2, the apostle Paul says that, that we were strangers and foreigners from the covenant of promise. We were living without hope because we were living without God in this world. That's a caterpillar life. When you have that caterpillar life, all you can do is build your value. You, you build your significance, your meaning based upon what happened in the past. Either past things that you have done, usually bad, or past things that have been done to you, certainly bad. And so you, you look at uh, the, the past that you've done, the mistakes that you've made, and you say, I am just a caterpillar. Look at how miserable and what a wretch I am. Look at all the bad things I've done, or look at the one big bad thing that I've done. I am hopeless. Or you look at what some... some Look at what others have done to you and and you look at the past and you you say oh my goodness look at what they did to me I can't get over that. I am hopeless Or maybe it's your appearance If there's one thing I've come to know is my face is my face Think about it And I don't have to go on botched to know that my face may need a little help every now and then but this is the face that I was born with, and this is the face that I've got. And I honestly, I've gotten to the point where I'm okay with my face. Now, my hair, I'm not so okay with. <laughs> have you ever stopped and looked? At, I'm just kidding. I'm okay with my hair. Uh, have you ever stopped and looked in the mirror and said, oh, my goodness. No wonder I don't have any friends. <laughs> that wasn't meant to be a joke. That was a serious moment. <laughs> Seriously, have you, have you ever looked at yourself and said, oh my goodness, I am what I am. I cannot change. I am hopeless. 
because we define so much of who we are by how we look. You see, the lie that says, I am what I am, I cannot change, I'm hopeless, takes the, the body parts that we have and compiles them in a way that is ugly in our own minds. So that we are the caterpillar, our nose in the dirt. What begins to happen is we begin to feel shame. Do you know what shame is? Shame is a deep sense of pain that we feel inside ourselves because we feel like we don't measure up, because we feel like we're inferior. Shame is that, that sense of pain that we have because we, we just don't feel like we're going to ever measure up. And it's that deep sense of pain called shame that begins to lead us to feel sorry for ourselves in a big way. And it, what happens is we feel this deep sense of pain in our soul called shame. And it's built from the rubble of memory. Things that we did in the past or things that were done to us in the past. Or it's built on the, on the misconstrual of our body image and body parts. And we start feeling this sense of shame. And then if we let that go much further, what we begin to do is we start throwing shame on other people. And we start building a statue in our soul. And that statue is built from the bricks and mortar of, of the past that we've done or the past that's been done to us. It's built from the perception that we have of our own body and our own body parts. And we begin to create this statue, statue and every morning we bow in worship to that image of shame and hopelessness and despair. And every day we look at ourselves and we say, I'm just a caterpillar. And that's never going to change. And it's a lie. For in Christ, in Christ, I am brand new and complete. In Christ, I've been made brand new. Here's the gospel filter that needs to combat the faulty filter. It's that Jesus gives me new life, a new beginning. And Jesus gives me this new life by God's grace. And he gives it to everyone who by faith trusts in him. Ephesians 2 verse 4 is the game changer for us in every aspect of our life. In every aspect of who we are, of our identity. We're no longer a caterpillar, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together in Christ Jesus by grace. You have been saved. I'm no longer the caterpillar I used to be, but God in his grace through Jesus has given me new life. He's made me brand new. He's made me complete. I am now a butterfly soaring on the wind. I'm beautiful. And that's not based upon anything that I've changed. We don't need reformation. We don't need to go to the doctor and try to rearrange body parts. What we need, Caitlin, what we need... Did y'all get that subliminal message? What we need... Bruce Caitlyn Jenner. 
Okay. All right. So what we don't need to rearrange body parts in order to escape the pain of our shame. What we need is to be a new creation. Jesus has made us alive and we were dead. The caterpillar life is a dead life with a dead end future. But Jesus has come to give us new life. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 17. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, a new creature, brand new, brand spanking new. You're not the same. You are a butterfly soaring on the wind. Today, we need to stop looking at ourselves through the hopeless lens of shame. And we need to see ourselves through the glorious, beautiful lens of God's grace that has given us new life. I'm brand spanking new. That's why Jesus said in John chapter 3, verse 3, to a religious dude who came in trying to, this religious dude had been trying to make himself look better, but he still felt like a caterpillar. The guy's name is Nicodemus. So finally he comes to Jesus and he says, look, you know all things. You're a smart guy. Tell me about this life. I'm, I'm, something's missing. And Jesus said in John chapter 3, verse 3, he said, unless you're born again, You're not going to be a participant in the glorious future of heaven that can be a present reality in your heart right now. You must be born again, made new, brand new, new creation, newness of life. That's who we are in Christ. And yet we still struggle with caterpillar life. I I know this is true, and, and, and all that sounds great, but here's the problem. We may be a butterfly, but we still feel like a caterpillar, don't we? I mean, we, we still struggle with that caterpillar, nose in the dirt, no future kind of existence. We still struggle with that caterpillar life. And, and the question is, how do we move, from, how do we move from, from I am hopeless and I cannot change to, oh my goodness, I'm a butterfly. How do we get there? Well, first of all, It's nothing that you can do. It's something that God has done. And next week, we're going to look at how we can apply these these, uh, gospel filters to our life every day and and live in victory. Next week, it's all about victory, baby. It's all about about how we live in victory. And that's next week. But but as we look at our life and and, and as we have, have spent so much time worshiping the altar, at the altar of this statue that we have built this statue that, 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 that is built from the rubble of, of, of past events that we've done or things that have done to us or our body image, as we built this, this depressing, hopeless statue, Jesus has come along, and by God's grace, he has shattered that statue, but we still like to play in the rubble. We still like to pick it up every now and then and look and, and, and feel shame. But Jesus does not intend us to live that way. He wants us to live in hope. Listen, if there is one myth that must be busted in your life and mine, it's the myth of hopelessness. 
You look at your life, your circumstances, you look at your personality, you look at, at who you are, you look at your habits, and you say, well, that's just who I am. I cannot change. Everything around me is against me, and I cannot change. Everything around me is hopeless. No, you are a follower of Jesus Christ, and the King of kings has conquered death, hell, and the grave, and he is living within you. He has poured his spirit inside you, and he has given you new life, a new life that began the moment you trusted him, and a new life that begins every day that you live in faith and connection to him. See, new life is a new beginning that begins new every day, get that. New life is a new beginning that begins new every day. Every day is a new beginning. Every day is a, a, a new hopeful perspective so that the result of my life is that, that I no longer have to live in the hopeless pain of shame because now I'm living in a living hope. A living hope. This is 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. The apostle Peter describes it this way. He said, blessed. I love that term. Blessed. If I had more of a voice, I'd say it better. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again. There's the language. Begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. You know what a living hope is? That is a hope that bubbles up inside of us every single day that gives us traction to live in the newness of life. A living hope, it is not something that is a past event that, 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 that just stays there, but a living hope is something that has a present reality every day. A living stream of water is one that, whose flow is constantly going and a living hope is that flow that is constantly going and that's the kind of hope that we need every single day when we look at ourselves in the mirror we need to remind ourselves that we have a hope that is living I can change because Jesus has changed me already and I can live in that newness of life live in that newness of life live in that newness of life and I no longer have to live in the hopeless pain of shame I, I am I am who Jesus has made me to be, and that is beautiful. I mean, look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, Paul says, For you are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that you should walk in them. Do you know what workmanship is? Workmanship a masterpiece, workmanship, a work of art, workmanship, something personally created by the personal creator, God. Jesus has put us on the anvil of salvation. He has printed our beautiful picture on the canvas of, his, of God's grace, and he has made us brand new, and he has made us whole, and he has made us complete, and we can measure up only because Jesus has made us to be a butterfly, not a caterpillar. So today, my challenge for all of us is to live in the newness. There are two specific steps that I'm going to just encourage you to take. And, and time is gone, and I'm just going to jump into them. But uh, the, the two steps. As we, as we enter into a time of, of personal reflection and response and worship to the Lord, uh, the, the first response is for any person in this room who is not yet a follower of Jesus. Now, just listen to me. There is nothing that you can do to make yourself something other than a caterpillar. It just isn't going to happen. 
You live like a caterpillar. You feel like a caterpillar. You now create laws to fit your caterpillar life. And you're still incomplete and empty. There is hope, though. And that hope is in the person of Jesus Christ. And if you have yet to experience the full forgiveness of God, the, 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 the perfect pleasure of God, if you've yet to feel the acceptance, the absolute acceptance of the creator of the universe, if you have yet to taste the deep and abiding love of God, then today is your day to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior and to have your life change from caterpillar, nose in the dirt, to a beautiful butterfly created by God's grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And if that's who you are, then here's my plea for you to come and talk to one of the ministers here at the front. Just come and, and say, I need, I need Jesus the way you describe it. I don't get it all. I don't understand it all, but I need Jesus. You come talk to us. We want to help. So that's the first response. Second response, um, you know, I, we all struggle with these faulty filters. All of us do. Different filters have different, uh, ha have, have different um, weight in our own life, but we all struggle with the filters. One thing that I have realized in my own life is in the morning, one of the filters is going to win. When I wake up, one of those filters is going to win, either the faulty filter or the gospel filter. And so I have to work hard to remind myself of the gospel filter so that the faulty filter doesn't win. And the way I would encourage you to do that is every morning that you wake up, you recite 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten me again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Today, I am not hopeless. Today, I have a living hope in the person of Jesus. Every morning you wake up throughout the day, you remind yourself, you celebrate, you, you, you satisfy yourself in the glorious person of God. Just, just satisfy yourself in him. Reminding yourself and remembering, not the, not the statue of your past acts, not the statue of, of the acts that have been done against you. Don't, not fixating on your personal body image, but fixating on God and how he has accepted you and loved you and uh, he has forgiven you and you are perfectly pleasing to him. Be satisfied fully in God. So every morning that you wake up, set your gaze upon Jesus. Sing your song of hope. It's echoing in the halls of heaven. Let it echo in the halls of your heart. That in Christ Jesus, I am brand new and I am beautiful. I'm complete. I am whole. The choice is ours how we live. Ultimately and finally, God and his grace has given us an option. We can either live the rest of our days as a caterpillar, or we can soar like a butterfly. Today, if you will follow Jesus, if you will chase after him, if you will pursue him with all your heart, 
then you'll leave the caterpillar in the dirt and you'll begin to soar. I am in Christ. Therefore, I am fully forgiven, perfectly pleasing, absolutely accepted, deeply loved. I am made brand new. And I am complete. 